0: We stand in this house by honoring God and the reading of his word. And if you are in Revelation 2, verse 1 to 7, want to read the scripture together. If your screen is your Bible, I hope it's working. But if you have a Bible, open your Bible with me to first Revelation 2, verse 1 to 7. Want to go? Another angel of the chapter of Ephesus, write this thing, said he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Verse 2 says, I know thy works, I know thy, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou that, that cannot bear them, that are evil. And I strive them which say, they are apostles, and are not, and I have found liars. And I, verse 3 says, and I was born, and I was patient, and for my name's sake, has was labored, and has not fainted. Verses 4 says, louder, one to go. Let's read the verse 4 louder. One to go. Nevertheless, I am somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Verse 5 says, Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, repent and do the first work, or else I will come unto thee quickly and remove the candlestick out of its place, and accept thy repent. Verse 6 says, But this hast thou that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Now, Father, speak right now, only in the language we understand. Envelope me, mantle me, anoint my lips of clear, and let me speak with a tongue of the leonard by fire in Jesus' name. Amen. Please clap your hands and be seated. And I, I'm desperate for you. Ezekiel chapter t- chapter 16 verses 5 reading down to verse 14. None eyed pe- none none pity thee to, to do any of this unto thee, to have compassion on thee. But thou was cast out in the open field to the looting of thy thy person in the day that thou was born. When I passed by thee, I saw thee polluted in thy own blood. I said unto thee, when thou was in thy blood, leave, yea, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, leave. Verse 7 said, I, and I caused thee to multiply as a part of the field that thou increased in, and waxing great, and thou art come to excellent ornament, thy breast and fashion and thy hair is grown, whereas thou art waxing great, and, and, and thou art come to excellent, ornament thy breast and our uh, uh, fashion and thy hair is grown whereas, th- whereas thou was naked and bred. Now when I passed by thee, I looked, when I passed by thee, looked upon thee and behold the time was the time of love. I spread my skirt over thee and covered thy nakedness. Yea, I swear unto thee and entered into covenant with thee, says the Lord God. And thou becamest mine and I said then wash I thee with water and thoroughly wash my away thy that blood from thee and I anointed thee with oil and I clothed thee also with broidered work and shot thee with the with the bad bad, bad guest skin and gathered thee up about with fine linen and covered thee with with silk I decked thee also with ornaments and put bracelet upon thy hands and a chain in thy neck, and I covered thee with silk. I decked thee with ornaments, and put bracelet upon thy hands, and chained thy neck. I put a jewel on thy forehead, and earrings in thy ears, and a beautiful crown upon thy head. And thou was decked with gold and silver, and thy raiment was of fine and sick, and with. and thou didst eat fine flour and honey and oil, and thou was exceeding beautiful, and thy and thou didst prosper in thy kingdom, and, and, thy, and thy renown went forth among the heathen, for thy, for thy beauty, was for, thy beauty, for it was perfect through my comeliness, which I have put upon thee, sayeth the Lord. I speak to you this morning as we continue our, our teachings on first things first, and last week we dealt with the kingdom first, first things first, some of the first things first we're talking about the principle of first things and we establish the fact that God is the God of principles and as much as God works in miracles, it's more God of principles than just miracles. And we see through our scriptures how that God will always have us work in principles. So we dealt with, right now, dealt with the, the three things that the, 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 the believer, the New Testament believer is supposed to prioritize. The principle of first things, we'll talk about the first, the three things that the, the New Testament believer is supposed to put first. First, the kingdom first. Second, the first love and third, your first fruit. So, last week we dealt with your, the kingdom first and today we are dealing with what? Your first love. Why is it so important for us to deal with the first love? Because God always deals with you and I on the basis of marriage. God is a God of relationship. God is a God of what? Relationships. So, you look at the Bible from the scripture I read in the Old Testament and the New Testament. You'll find out that God relates to us on the basis of of marriage. So, in the Old Testament, Israel is God's wife. If you look at the scriptures. And so, that God always referred to them as, 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 as referred to them as a covenant, referred to a relationship as a covenant, a covenant that, that is established between a man and a woman. It was such that God, 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 God upset with them and angry with them and dealt with them sometimes when they went after other gods because God treated them, they, they are going after other gods as being unfaithful. So, to the point where God had the prophet Uzziah to go marry a woman to depict what he was feeling and to show Israel their unfaithfulness and the abomination and how wicked a uh, people they were, and so God decided to ask the prophet to go and marry a prostitute, so that the prostitute would be unfaithful, so the prophet will get a feeling of what is going on with God. And so God always sees our relationship with Him in the light of what marriage. It comes to the New Testament, and you find out that God, we are actually the bride by His side. We are the we are the bride, Jesus is the groom, and we are a church waiting for the groom. I mean, if you believe that, we are, we are, we are the bride, and we are, we are the bride by his side. And so, both the Old and the New Testament establish our relationship with God on the basis of marriage. And if it is marriage, then there are some things you look out for in marriage. if your marriage is working. If any marriage or if any relationship is working, the, the thing that makes the relationship work is love. When there is no love, everything is a contract. And contract relationship are different from covenant relationship. In a contract relationship, you, what, when you do good, you are applauded. When you do bad, you are dealt with. The only time you hear from a bank, when you go and borrow from a bank, you sign a contract with them. The only time you hear from the bank is not when you pay what you are due. When you go and pay the bank what you owe them, they don't write a letter to say thank you. But when you don't pay them, you hear from them. Am I talking to a church right now? Whenever a married relationship becomes a contract, you only hear from your spouse when you do bad. But when you do good, there's nothing like thank you because there's a sense of all entitlement. God wants us to have a relationship with Him on the basis of love. And because our relationship with God is a relationship that is seen in the light of marriage. Now, listen to me, people of God, you must understand that, that we don't serve God because we fear God. We serve God because we love Him. There's a reference and there's a fear we have, but what, what pushed us to serve God? is not because we are afraid that the devil will kill us, but we serve God because He first loved us. We love Him because He first loved. us. What manner of a love is this? That a man should lay down his life for his friend. So, so, in order to judge or to check any relationship, especially if it's a married relationship, you check it by the love that exists between the spouse, the, the couple, that is the man and the woman. Am I talking to a church right now? And so, God begins to talk to the churches. And you find out that it's like all the churches, Jesus was giving testimonies, or testament about it. it's like it's like terminal report like when you used to go to school and then the your, your report your results come in we see your result and we see you think you are doing well until your result coming in you are marking like okay well I didn't do well and I did well in that and so Jesus had an encounter with John and this encounter Jesus is talking to John about the the, the condition and the state of the different churches Now, he settled in on the church called the church of Ephesus. This is a very powerful church by all standards. And you want to hear me? By the standard we have today, if we are measuring the church of Ephesus, we will call it a mega church. Don't say mega church? It it, it will be a mega church because everything that today would tick the mega church box, the church of Ephesus had it. And yet, Jesus was not pleased with them. Is it so possible that we can... Be so well positioned in the flesh here right now, but before God, we've lost God. We miss it. Is it possible that people can be clapping for us and think we are the mega church, the best church because we have the crown, we have all the things that makes the mega church? And yet, before God, God is not pleased with us. I pray that we never come to a place where we, in the in the name of the applaud of men, we miss God in the process. I pray. We never come to a place where we are not pleasing men and not pleasing God, but we come to the place where God is forever glorified. And what is our focus and our energy and our mind and what push us is I want to please God, that let all men be liars and let God alone be God. Can I get a clap in the house right now and say, Yes, Lord? Now you look at the church of Ephesus, first of all, why is the a megachurch? Because number one, the church of Ephesus was established by no less a person than the apostle Paul himself. Today, when we imagine a megachurch, we look at who the pastor is. People go to church not because God is there, but because who is the pastor? Now we've elevated our pastors to the place of stars. Come on, talk to me right now. My pastor is Pastor Gideon, Prophet Gideon. Like, 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 so what is he? Jesus or something, and to the point where if people don't even know your pastor, you're offended. You don't know him, but it's, my it's my pastor, it's my pastor, it's my pastor, my pastor, my, my pastor is Pastor Otter, my pastor is Bishop TBJ, my pastor, is pastor, my pastor, my pastor, is pastor, my pastor, my pastor, all kinds of names. Am I talking about church one? And this church was established by Paul, and yet they miss God. Is it possible that I can have a mega pastor, and yet God is not in the church? Number two, not only was it established by Paul, many other pastors came. So the next pastor that passed the chair was Timothy, a young man on fire. He was on fire, but the people are not on fire. Not only that, John himself. The disciples that just loved the most also pastored the church. And it was the time when John was passing the church that he had an encounter with Jesus. And God Jesus said, They are all clapping for you, but I'm not clapping for you. I pray that we never receive the applause of the people in the name in, in, in the name of missing God. But I pray that we stay in constant fellowship and in communion with God. That in the process we don't miss, God. we rather lose the applause and for God to clap for us than for us to get the applause and miss the applause of God. Because what we are looking for is for God to say, well done, thou good and faithful seven, are you clap your hands right now in the house of God, amen now, now now, let's look at the church let's examine the church first of all, the Bible said when Jesus spoke this was Jesus', this was Jesus report of them, he said number one, I know thy works today if you are measuring a great church we measure the church by the works What is work number one? The building. To have a mega church or a church that everyone said that's the church. You must have a powerful building. Big church. 10,000. 10,000. Packed. Overflow. Packed. Air conditioning. Packed. Nine screens. Nine lights. Even this one is sophisticated. I'm not going to church right now. Everything must be sophisticated. And that is a mega church. Like we are going to be Christ's arena. It's a mega church. I'm not going to church right now. But let us not miss God in the name of words. Words. In it is great for us to have a great place of worship. That alone does not guarantee that God is in our midst. So said, I know thy works. What are the works? Buildings, schools, hospitals, universities. Today, every church is building more schools and universities and hospitals is great. But that does not guarantee us a place before God. I know that works. Not only works. It goes on to say, not only do I know that works. I says, I says also the what? I know that thou art patient. You're patient. You're patient. I know that work, thy labor patience, in other words, patience here means maturity, spiritual maturity. Those who through faith and patience obtain what? The promise, when you are mature, it means, it means when, 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 when you are patient, it means you don't just react. You are spiritually grown. You, 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 don't, you don't misbehave, you are patient, you are, you are cool. Because 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 spiritual maturity is measured by what your reaction or reaction. So the way you respond to things shows whether you are mature or not. And patient is a key. When you are patient, it's a sign of maturity. Tell someone know you are patient. But that alone does not guarantee you pleasing God. So it's bigger than that, it goes deeper than that. Then it says, Not only are you patient. Look at the things going for this church. Had a great, 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 great achievement. Not only are you patient, it said, You also have what? You also can discern between false apostles and true apostles. In other words, this church was not just patient, they did not just have waste or labor, also, they have discernment. They could discern. And right now, that is a powerful church. It's a church. There are no room for people who are false, who are off. You, if you if you went there and brought green or brown oil, they will test you out. False prophet. I'm at the church right now. And it's great. They are not, they are not babes. They can discern. Discernment is good than suspicion. Because we have not been called to suspect. We are called to discern. Tell some before you suspect me, you got to pray about me first. So you might be fighting your enemy, you might be fighting your friend. You don't know, so, 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 before, so before you judge me, you better go in the spirit and check me out. I'm not talking about, don't be deceived by the shout and the clap. I am bigger than what you think because you got to descend in the swim of the spirit. I'm not pretty much right now. <laughs> descend false apostles, and for them to be able to descend false apostles and true apostles, it means they were solid in the word. Because there are things that you should judge who were false apostles, and they had, they were strong in the word. Word, good word. Word, word, word. Preach word, 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 or the word, that's word. Word, word, word alone, does not guarantee that you are pleasing God. Not only that the Bible says this church also hated a group called the Nicolaitans. The Nicolaitans were a sect, a, a in in those days that rose up and brought what we call heresies and, and brought strange doctrine the, doctrine that conflicted the place of Christ and so on and God hated them and this church also hated in other words, they hated the things God hates. They, they took a stand against things God didn't like and So in other words, they were also they were so indoctrinated but you know I found out that the, it's, it's amazing that the more we stay in church, the more we, the, the more we stay in church, the further we walk away from believing God I'm telling you so happened that they were, they were so strong, they were, they were so indoctrinated, they hated the things God hated. But yet God said, I have something against you. You have a big church, big school, big university, you are doing empowerment care, you are reaching out to thousands, am I talking about church right now? You are building Christ's arena, oh great, you are patient, you are mature, you are no longer babes, you are strong, you are mature, you can discern, and yet God said, I have something against you. Wow. Tell somebody, there's one more thing that God is asking you to do today. I wish you can 10 to 3 what? say, what, ask the question, what is that? What is that? What is that? Can you 10 and say, what is it that God is asking you to do? That you are so struggling and so struggling and so struggling and so strong. How I pray today that we will lack nothing before God. And whatever it is that God is requiring of us, that we are ready to surrender to God and let God alone be God. Will you clap your hands and give God your loudest shout of praise in the house right now. He said, he said, nevertheless, I am somewhat against you. And we were shocked. Can you imagine? You are coming before God and think you are the old boy. You are the dawn. You are the God Papa. You have a big church, big congress in thousands, three services. Great. On fire. Strong in the word. Doctrinated. Good works. You give. What it says, I have something against you. Like, they're like, What? What do you have against us? It says, Thou hast left your first love. Tell us today, God is asking you to go back to your first love. I wish you can turn to another person today. There's one thing God is asking you. Say, Thank God for all that you do for God but anything you do for God outside of love, it's not please, doesn't please God. The only thing we do that please God is the thing we do by love. I might preach to a church right now because there's nothing, look at me, there's nothing we do as a church. There's nothing we do as a church that the world can do save. The only thing the world cannot do that we do is when we walk in love. Are you talking about building? Satan can build. And they have Satan building bigger projects than even a church. I'm talking to you. Are you talking about being solid you, you you go to a demonic concert you will think that whoa the light the sound the atmosphere so whether God is with us it's not just, but the light the sound the atmosphere is bigger than that what God measures is by the standard is the standard of love. When we walk in love, we overcome the devil because the only thing Satan can counterfeit is love. He can do counterfeit of miracles. We call it magic. He can do counterfeit of giving. We call social corporate responsibility. He can build bigger buildings. But there's one thing Satan can stand and it's the power of love. When we walk in love, in the love of God, we peace Satan in his game. I, I wish you can give somebody a high five and say your first love. Your first love. Thou has left your first love. So love. You know, not know. Say love. Ladies, I'm say love. Brothers, can't say love. Brothers, brothers, Thou has left your first love. Is it possible? Do you know that you can give and not love, but you can't love and not give? Do you know that people who are giving but they don't love? Yeah. So when it comes to God, it's not about what you are doing, but it's your motive. It's not about how close you are to the prophet, it's about your motive. It's not about what you do in the church, it's about your motive. I'm talking about your first love. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about now love. I'm talking about your first love. I'm talking about when you first fell in love. I'm talking about when you became born again the first. Can you check when you got born again the first time and now, whether your love is the same? Is it possible that you are so busy in church but you are falling out of love? I'm talking about before you became became prophet Gideon. I'm talking about when you were Gideon. Right now, I know you are very sophisticated in the church. You are a big person in the church. You are big. Hey, you are big. You have a seat. Nobody can sit on it. You are big. You are so big. hey. You are big. Everybody know you in the church. You are the of the church. You are too dangerous. hey. I'm not going to the church right now. I'm talking about, I'm talking about and, uh, be, be, before the choir became Celine Dion. Before Archelaus mounted the puppet, before Beyonce's style on the puppet. Before you became OD, I'm talking about the days where you knew nobody and you were nothing before God and you couldn't help him, and all you were into was a God, more of you. God, more of you. God, more of you. God, more of you. You had no agenda. It was all about God and God. Is there anybody in the house who's ready to go back to the place where you first met him, where you just slap on and shout and say, first love. Your first love. Right now. You are in the prayer warrior. Right now, you are dangerous in the church. Before you started driving, Gideon, I'm talking about when you are nobody. Before you became a Do you know sometimes, in the name of what we do in the church, we miss the real thing. Like Martha, Jesus says, Martha don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. There's only one thing that is important and your sister Mary has taken it. Often we shield our backslidiness in the name of working for God. So we get so busy, 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 but our heart is knowing what we are doing. But we are afraid of what people will say. So we just want the applaud of the people. I'm not talking about just come here to just sing or preach or, or, or do a show. This is not a performance. This is a love relationship. This is a relationship. A God will be energized. A God of be filled with some fire from God. Can I preach to a church right now? Your first love, please stand to someone say, Your first love, your first love. Ha, ha, how many of you have fallen in love before? I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about after your heart got broken right now. Right, why, 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 you don't even know love. You listen when it's the articula. Run right on your eye open, you dare wild, you do I do, you touch me I touch you, don't even play games with me. You don't know who I, who you are dealing with. You are coming in a relationship like this. Hey, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about before when you used to believe in love. When I love you meant I'm not talking about the, the I love without you test on the phone. I'm not talking about emojis. Emojis. That one is not love. That one is just something you type. It's not real love. And I'll prove to you what love is. If you're in love with God, what happens? you are forgotten your first love. I'm not talking about love as a verb. I'm talking about love as a noun. When love moves from just a word we say to the work we do a moving word, an active word, not a passive word. Love is not a verb. Love is really a noun. I preaching my church right now. The Bible talks about that has forgotten your faith. How do you measure a love relationship? And when you measure that, you want to measure that with God, the relationship with God. In every first love, in any relationship filled with love, that one of the things that you see the most in that relationship is that that relationship is filled with what? Communication, talking. How many of you love to talk when you are in a relationship? Um, when you first fell in love? Can I see my hands right now? You know, you, I've forgotten free night calls. You will talk and 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 talk until there's nothing to talk about. So you work. have you eaten? Huh? What are you eating? Yum? Salad. Then you take a picture and you send it. I'm a pre-church right now. When you are in love, communication is critical. The sign that your relationship is breaking down is when there's no communication. You cannot be in love with God and not talk to God. How do I know that you are not in love with God? Your communication with God. You will kill that guy if he doesn't talk to you in the morning. You will kill that guy. You say, no, you just some. wrong. And, and how do you say you love God when you don't talk to God? Your, your, your first love. Your first love is, is measured by how, how, how in touch you are with God. Your communion, your communication, your prayer life. I'm not talking about need-oriented prayers. Because it sounds to me that prayer in its original form had nothing to do with need. It was everything to to do with relationship. That God, how are you? I just love you. I just came here to say this morning, I love you. It's not about breakthrough, breakthrough. I'm not talking about need-oriented prayers built on breakthrough. We are such a fake church. All we want is breakthrough. So our prayer is centered on me, myself, and I. It's a one-way relationship. We go to God only because we have a need. And if you are in a relationship with a lady who doesn't talk to you and all, the only time he talks is when, when I need a shoe. You will tell that lady, you are bad you are using me. And can you tell someone say, you are using God, you are using God. Say, stop using God this morning. Come on, tell them. stop using God. And tell them, say, the reason why I'm saying that is that you only talk to God when you are in need. But you got to wake up in the morning and lift up your hands and burn down your knees and worship in the live forever and say, God, thank you. You are God all by yourself. You are God from the beginning to the end. for your first in love. You are God. Whether I praise you or I don't praise you, you are still God all by yourself. Can I get a clap in the house? So your prayers are not based on needs, but your prayers are based on relationship with God. You are God from beginning to death. You are God Am I might preach your church right now. I am to your church right now. How do you? How do you say you are in love with somebody? And not talk to the person. And the problem is that many of you really talk. But you don't talk to God. If you're in love with God, you talk to him. Where talking to God means what? Prayer. Prayer. How do I judge your love for God? Is measured by whether you are in constant prayer with him or not. Anybody that speaks against prayer is not in love with God. You cannot be a pastor and talk against prayer. 48 hours non-stop prayer has nothing to look up, has nothing to do with our needs. It has everything to do with God. We saying God, you bless us, but we still need you. We can't leave your presence. We pray. You see, 48 hours non-stop prayer is the cry of the creation, it is it's the cry of the creation. And that creation is saying to the creator that you bless us but we still need you. There's no way the creation can survive without the creator. So the creation go back to God and say God no matter what you done for us, we still need your grace, your mercy, your protection, your forgiveness. Is there Napoleon in the house who said 2019 I can't survive without God. There's no decision I will make without God. I can't say yes unless I talk to God. I can't sign the deal unless I talk to God. I can't go out unless I talk to God because unless you're presence God before us, we are not going, is there nobody in the house who is constantly going to stay in touch with God? Paul said, I wish men pray everywhere, lifting up what? Their holy hands. Prayer is staying in constant communication with God. I don't pray because I have a need. I pray because I need to talk to God because there's no way I can survive without him. I am, I am the sheep of his pasture. I, am, I belong to him. I am on God's side. Me and God, are one. In him, I live, I move, and have my being. I can't take a step without him. There is nothing. He's the air I breathe. He's, a, he's my song. He's my life. He's my testimony. He's God. He's with me. And every day, I talk to him. Communication. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 30, verse 16 says, but do good, but to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Can you look at someone and say, stop using God. Please say, stop talking to God when you are in crisis. Can you say, say 2019, your emergency will not be God's crisis. Say 2019, you have to learn how to stay in relationship in constant fellowship with God every day. Is there anybody here who's going to do that 2019? I'm in touch with him. I'm in touch with him. I can't pick up a flight unless I talk to him. I can't say yes to that guy unless I talk to him. I can't sign a contract unless I talk. I can't do a deal with him because he's my partner. He's with me. Number two, the sign that you are in love, number two is that time is not an issue. Comes the time. It's not an issue. In every great relationship, there is what we call time, spending time. Why do I know you are not in love with God is that let the service go 20 minutes late and let me see your face? <laughs> All these pastors are going to change. What are you talking about? When you first fell in love with that guy, you were always together at the gym, <laughs> at the church, Huh? at work, in her house, his house, at the corner, at the beer bar, at the joints, at the club. Can I, can I see the place you go? Can I uncover you right now? Time was never an issue. Do you remember you stay on the phone and by the time you open your eyes it's more than one hour. Is that true? It's sure to because well, when you are in love, time is not a problem. How do you come to church and can't wait to get out? I'm not saying we have lost our mind. We haven't lost our mind. But I tell you what, if we really need God, we need to make time for God. We are the only ones that want to want God to come and wait on us instead of God coming to wait for God. I've never seen a people that they, they, I've never seen a school that the teacher goes to wait on the people. We are the only ones that God must come and wait for us, but the devil is a liar. They that wait upon the law shall renew their strength, they shall mount with win as ego 2019. Will you make God your ultimate priority? We clap on and shout and say, Time is not an issue problem is that we live in a fast track world. Everything is fast. Fast internet, fast whatsapp, fast email, fast instagram, fast facebook, everything. Fast, fast, fast. But our gods not like that. Don't. How dare you compare your changing unstable world to the god as god all by himself. He's the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever. And if the elders waited on him, how dare you not wait on him? What are the days of waiting on God? Paul said, "I, I, I, I would parry at Ephesus because a great and effectual door is open unto me." But there are many devils. How do you think that just one minute of me pouring anointing bottle on your head makes you get all the impartation of self God for over twenty years? That's crazy. Or oh, the or oh, the anointing or oh, impartation impartation or impartation. Oh, the anointing impartation. I, I, Come here, impartation. Receive it. That's impartation. You know what I did? I gave him pain. Impartation is pain. The pain you endure, the crash you go through, the things you go through is what gives you reimpart. Reimpartation is. If you can see me call, if you can endure to the end, you're clapping and again in the house right now. Please, stand. Stand, someone say. Make no mistake. Your God is not internet. He's not fast track. He's not, not Facebook. He's not Instagram. So the devil is a liar. Our God deserves quality time, special time. You must have time for him. You must wait for him. Stop changing your face when we are 10 minutes late. They didn't clap their hands because they are going to still change their face. <clears throat> Make time for God. Oh do me mean? Oh. 2019, God must do it all. It's already left 12, 13 the door. The 13. Hey, it's going. 13, OD. I've given God the first quarter. Whatever God must do, he must. You know something, the promise that you live in time and he lives in eternity. A day is like a thousand. And guess what? A thousand is just like a day. So, he, you wrinkle, he doesn't wrinkle. <laughs> your, your, your cycle changed, his cycle doesn't change he's called all by him. but guess what, when it is his time, no devil can stop him, even though Sarah was 90 years and her cycle has stopped, when it was time for God to visit her her cycle broke and every cycle of barrenness was destroyed may I announce to you that God's time is the place for he makes all things beautiful in his time, can you just slap on his shout and say, Yes, he's called. He's God. I've said every day, God is like the postmaster, he will never deliver out of time. You no, know, master, the pastor, you got. If the postmaster gets your house between eight and five o'clock, you are not there, you are not getting on to tomorrow. In other words, because he has a bracket, time bracket to work in. And that is the only time he can kind operate. Of you miss what I'm trying to tell you. And can I tell something? The other thing about the postmaster, he will never show up until he has something to deliver. So, whenever I see the postmaster in your house, it's a sign that your parcel has landed. Can I tell something? God is coming to your house and it's not coming empty. There's a parcel for your family, for your children. In 2019, God will surely deliver the parcel. Can you slap your hand and shout and say, parcel, deliver we, talk, we call it fellowship fellowship, stop worshiping God on the internet I think you're online You're online unless you are abroad and there's a need for you to be out there you got to get out of your house and join us here, there's something called fellowship there's something waiting together, sometimes something being in his presence because you miss, you get a message but you miss the atmosphere, the, and you come by the atmosphere you got to come here and find your way to Achimota and let's fellowship together Clapping the city of God. If you are not careful, if you are not careful, we confuse this whole internet in the name of breaking fellowship. That's what, that's what we are getting to. They worship on the internet and they give the offering to the internet. And they shake people to the internet. It doesn't work like that. We look at what the Bible says. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 42, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking up bread. And in prayers, and they continue. Tell somebody, don't stop. Say, This year you don't need to be here, just the first quarter of the year. Say, Continue, continue, continue. Say, How to see you next week and next week, and the following, 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 following week, and following, and following. And, following, and Tuesday Bible study, and they continue steadfastly, unmovable. They were stable. They continue. I want you to hold someone and squeeze and say continue. Come on, say say. Sometimes you don't feel like it, but continue. Come on, say, say I need to continue. I need to stay on it. So don't take the, don't take your leg off. Stay on it. Just 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 stay on it. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday in your presence there's fullness of joy. And at your right hand there's presence forever. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of God. There's no place like in the house of God. I'd rather be a gatekeeper in the house. Am I talking about you better? It's one day in your house than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be in the house of God. For I will dwell in the house of God forever and ever and ever and ever, are there some forever people in the house? No matter what I go to, I'm here. No matter what I go to, I'll come. No matter what I face, I'm here. I'll be in your house forever and ever and ever. Slap on and shout and say, Forever. The Bible says in chapter 46 of Acts, of two, and they, and they continue daily with one accord in the temple and the breaking of bread from house to house. They eat their meats. With gladness and singleness of all of our and they continue daily. What are you talking about? Some people still God daily. It was daily thing. There's nothing wrong to do. there's nothing wrong doing three services. If you come for third service there's nothing wrong with because after a Sunday belong to God. Are they? When you're six, um an day. And on Sunday the watch business meeting. We well, when you contract on Sunday. Your contract is on Sunday. May God have mercy on us. I'm at church Number three, when you're in love you always talk about a person to people. Is it true? When you fall in love, do you talk about the guy and the girl to another person unless the guy is married? <laughs> Even now, you want to say, you just say it's complicated. How <laughs> I many of you are in some complicated relationships? You don't lift up your hands. Father, have mercy on all of us in Jesus' name. Your Amen is sick in the house. But when you're in love, you talk about a person, right? You talk. You want everybody to know. Everybody. To everybody. You're always talking about a person your friends. Even the ones who are angry with him or her, you fight them. What's was, what, what was the problem with my guy? Are they? Why are they? What, what's the problem? Huh? Why? Why, why, why? Why are you doing that? Huh? Because you want people to fall in love with him. You want people to like him also. If you're in love with God, you have to talk to people about God. When was the last time you preached to somebody about Christ? When was the last time you convicted somebody? When was the last time you got somebody to become born again? When was the last time you preach a soul about Jesus Christ. Paul said, woe unto me if I preach not what? The gospel. Look at what the Bible says. Paul said, look at what Paul said. Paul said, for though I preach the gospel, for, for though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory, for a necessity is laid on me. Yea, woe unto me if I preach not what? The gospel. Paul came later to say, I am not ashamed of what? Of the gospel. But it's the power of God unto, unto salvation. Can I tell to someone to say, it is time to win a soul. Say 2019. Prove your love for God. Say, by the way, but say love is not in just what you say, but it is in what you do. And if you love God, then win a soul, win a soul, win a soul, win a soul, win a soul. Win a soul. And The problem with many of us is that we are not winning souls. And, and yet because our people are living in a church. that why you, you are on another level. You you haven't won an and you two, your gossip is the reason people are living in the church. That's why you are in a different category. I'm a pure church one. Number three. Number four. When 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 you are in love, you want to know the person. We call it intimacy. Depth or intimacy. You want to know the person. How many want to know God? How many want to know God? Yeah. If you are in love, how many of you don't like surprises? How many of you like surprises? You like surprises? I hope it's good surprises. You, don't, you want to find out that the guy you are dating is already married? <laughs> someone was talking to me about a girl that she was dating this guy and then the, 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 she was there one and someone invited her down. Oh, I'm going to a party. It's a, it's a certain wedding party or something like that. Let's go. When, when the girl got there, it was the guy that he was going to marry. He is the one married. It was, it was, the, it was the party she, she was invited to and she lost it. Yeah. I've dealt with cases where somebody came to church and only found out that the, 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 the guy he was going to marry is marrying that day. I've, I've, dealt, with, I've dealt with cases like that. It's a surprise. It's <laughs> a surprise. Why are you looking at it? Surprise. We call it sustained shock. you don't want surprises, so you want to get to know God more. How do you know God? You know God by the things you go through. Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says what? It says, the Bible says what? That I may know him. Philippians chapter 3 verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering be made conformable unto, co- o- unto his death. How? what a way to know god you know god you know him because it is wanted to know about him and to know him when you read the bible you know about god but when you encounter him you know him you know don't, you don't know god by reading Genesis revelation that's why your bk knowledge your bk master you know remember bk bible knowledge master huh he doesn't know god that's why some professor in harvard who knows The Bible from Genesis to Revelation don't know God. Knowing God is not about reading your Bible. Knowing God is the encounter you have with God. And how do you get an encounter? You get an encounter by the things you go through. Is there anybody who is ready to say, Father, it doesn't matter what I go through. It is meant for me to know you and I'm not giving up on my, is somebody clapping their hands right now that I may know him, that I may know him, that I may know him. And Paul said, how do I know that I may know him and the power of his resurrection? How do you experience the power of resurrection when you are not dead? How can you resurrect when you are not dead? You only resurrect when you are already dead. So allow yourself to go through the death process. That's why something looks like you're falling down. You are dead. And everything looks so dark and and. Gloomy and scary. Cannot tell you what God is just teaching you another dimension of resurrection power. I speak prophetically that the righteous shall fall seven times; he shall rise up again seven times. For every fall you fall, it's an encounter with God. Are there people in the house who have lent obedience to the many that you have suffered? And you will say it was good that I was afflicted for many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers it from them. For every affliction you've been through, God is about to bring you a massive deliverance. Clap you on his shoulder and say yes. That is God. Paul said, "How do I know him that I may know him?" And the power. How do you resolve when you are not there? So why you run away from your dead seasons? Why you run away from your crisis? It is in that crisis you get to know God. because that's when you experience resurrection power. If we're all going to resurrect one day. We must, we must taste it. And everything that will happen in heaven, there are glimpses here on earth. That's why we can preach heaven on earth. We talk heaven on because we explain heaven here before we go to heaven. And so you can't explain resurrection power in the last day unless you experience it in your body. That's important. The Bible says, if the spirit that raised him from the dead dwells within you, it's quickening quicken your kidneys. It's like cooking your liver. That's why, for every health attack you are going through, it's a power for God to show up that He is powerful than every cancer, than every stroke. And I prophesy over you anybody under health condition within the next five seconds receive the resurrection power. Clap on and shout and say, Yes, you are here in Jesus' name. God is God that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection. Then He went on to say, Oh, and the fellowship. Of a suffering. tell us don't run away from the sufferings of God. Tell us this is Christianity; it's not a sugar mountain. Why are you not talking? Say Christianity; it's not a sugar mountain. Christianity is the things you go through for God. How many of you have been through things for God? How many of you have taken a stand for God? And the stand you took has cost you, but you are glad that you took that stand for God. Are the whispering in the heart, the Bible said the disciples saw a blind man, and they said, who sin? is it the father or the mother? And Jesus said, nobody's seen. He said, but why is he blind? He said that the glory of God might be revealed. The glory of God might be revealed through somebody's blindness. Then it was good that you have gone what you've been through because it is to what you've been through that the glory of God is with you, and the people in the house who are going to spend 2019 the year of God's glory because though your one man perish by your inner man is renewed day by day what was meant for evil is turning for your cool you're clapping the sick in the house I know God I know God I know God beyond you knowing God, God will know you you know something so Right now, I know this guy. What is his name? Pastor Andy. I know this guy. What is his name? Pastor Daniel. Pastor Haida? This guy is called Kevin. John. Sultan. Okay. 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 This is Bartels. Shilla. Okay. Okay. John. Okay. Nice guy. You know me, right? What's my name? Uh, Pastor, Gideon. Pastor Gideon. But don't be offended. I don't know your name. Are you offended I don't know your name? No. Why? Because you know me, but I don't know you. I know you generally in the church, but I don't know you one-on-one. I know I don't know him. I don't know your name, sir. But do you know my name? I think you know my Do you know my name? What's my name? Gideon. Eh? P- p- Brother Gideon. But I don't know your name. So what does it mean? It means that you can know God, but does God know you? It's a whole different level. The Bible says, the Bible said, the Bible said, the Bible said, people who are called by my name, God knows you. You must come to a place where you know. And how do you know God? And how does God get to know you? It's by the encounters you and God gets. You see, when you walk to a realm with God, that God calls you my friend. 2019. You are not just going to know God, God is also going to know you because, because you know something, you know something. It's like it's like God said to the devil, Have you considered my servant? Job, my goodness. And how God started bragging about Job? Because God said, that's my boy. I speak prophetic at 2019. God will clap and say, that's my boy. That's my son. That's my. Will you clap and shout and say, yes, Lord. That's my boy. We know God by the things we suffer for God. And Job took a stand for God. Have you considered my and Job? Not only do you want to get to know the person when you are love. When you're in love, you also want to be close to the person. Say close. close. Say close. close. And possibly I'll end here and I'll continue. Are you black? Can I end here? Uh, you are the reason why I don't you don't want me close? Okay, so, Okay, so now we're broken the time today. Uh, close I one, okay. Uh, I just give one point and I'm done. Not only do you want to do you want to get to know the person, you also want to be close to the person. How many of you want to be close to your, your your loved ones? How many of you miss your loved ones when you travel and so on? How many of you really how many how many have missed God before? You've missed God. <laughs> how many of you miss God? I in your church right now. How do you get close to God? I love that one. We get close to God through worship. Of all the things we do in church, the only thing we do for God is worship. If we are praying, we are praying for ourselves. Unless it's a real prayer. And most of you don't pray real prayers anyway. If it's about reading the Bible, we read the Bible so we can know what God is saying to us. It's for us. Everything we do in church is for us. The only thing that's for God is when we lift our hands and go in the place of worship. In the place of worship, we get close to God. How many of you want to be in a relationship that you are not close how many of you usually complain, we are not close? We, don't, we are not even close. We are not close. Me and We are not close. Are not close. I, want to, I want to be close before we can go and marry. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's good. Are you close to God? How do you get close to God? You get close to God through worship. That's why at worship time, don't let anything distract you because that's the time you enter into a realm of deep fellowship and deep love affair and love relationship with God. When well, you begin to say? Sweet things to God. You are God all by yourself. You are God from beginning to the end. There's, There's no, no place, place for argument. You are, you are God all, all by yourself. yourself. I say you are God from, from beginning, beginning to mm. Revelation chapter four verse ten. There's, There's no, no place. place for argument. You are God. You are God. Uh, can we just get one to go? The four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that live forever and ever and cast their crown before the throne saying what? Saying what? Next verse says, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and we're created. Is there anybody in the house who can't help it and to slap your hand and give God a clap and worship to your clap right now? Say yes! That's how we do it. Come. Come. Come here. I need, gen- I need some ladies. Okay, so. Ladies come. Ladies come. Can I get some ladies? Come. I need some gender balance. Stop looking, and if you want to come, come. Don't be afraid, come. <laughs> You're sure, eh? Okay. Great. You have no idea what God is going to do today. Amen. Stand here. Stand with him. So, this is, what, this is what happened in every service. See? So, this is what God decided. So, the, 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 the glory, it was, it was like a choir. And in the choir, there was a choir master. You know who that person was, right? Before, it was Lucifer. Like, he's not Lucifer. Don't think about that. You, you, many of you are missing God in the name of your little mind. If he, God uses him to depict what God wants you to know, it's better I use it and not know it. And thinking in your small mind, he's Lucifer. So he was a choir master. And these were the angels, the 24 elders, and the creature. They were all around the throne. And watched this. Now the devil missed something. So God was standing behind the devil, Lucifer and command them to worship. They bow and then they rise up. They bow. They rise up and they bow and they rise up. They rise now. Now listen to me. Because Lucifer was commanding the choir and they were bowing, he thought they were bowing to him. He didn't know that God was standing behind him and it was God, they were bowing to, but not him that was leading the choir, Is it possible that sometimes we come and stand here and we are preaching and the people are clapping, we think they are clapping for us, but they are clapping before the man that's behind the puppet because we stand here, there's a preacher behind the preacher there's a songwriter behind our song, there's a master behind our voice, he controls our life. Can I simply announce to you that you are where you are because of God's grace and there's no glory coming to you and if there's any glory you have all the glory belongs to God. God is the power behind your power. I wish you can just rise up and tell somebody, there's a song behind my song. He's a voice behind my voice. He's a writer behind my writing. Whatever promotion I have, I don't think it belongs to me. It belongs to God. How dare me take the glory? How dare me feel deceived and think for a moment that is about me. It is never about me. All the clap, all the applause, all the glory, all the shout, all the accolade. it belongs to God. And God alone can I get a clap in the heart and give God your loudest shout of praise? I wish, I wish you can turn to someone and say, "Don't get it twisted. You are, you are nothing. You are nothing." Say so you are nothing. Say so you are just a storyteller. God is using you to tell a story. Not about you. But about how good it is. How faithful it is. How awesome it is. How powerful it is. How many people in your life. is a testament to what God has done in you. Can you slap on his chair. And say yeah. yeah. Watson, so since when Lucifer did that, God said, I changed the rules. And look at what God did. Watch me for a moment. So, God said, from today, I will not give the glory, the beauty. Lucifer was so beautiful. You know, Lucifer is described as a beauty. He lifted up his hands and there's a song. His leg and music is playing. He does this and, there, and, there, and there's a sound and there's a keyboard. He was a walking worship. It was so powerful that he thought it was about himself. And God said, I will never give it to anybody without a person being accountable. So God said, nobody will be a possessor of anything. we will all now steward of everything. So what, what God did. So when we come before God, this will happen. The reason why your worship is critical is this. So we come before God. before God left it for Lucifer to take care of it, and it got, it got into his head. Because no, it doesn't happen again. So the Bible said, give me the scripture. The 24th, the 20th. The four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth what? Forever and ever. And they cast what? Their crowns before the throne saying, saying, continue, thou art worthy O Lord, to receive the glory, the honor, and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. So what happens when you come before God? This it's a CEO of MTN. CEO, with a crown. Do you know some people they don't, they don't have a crown on their head, but they have a crown in their walk. When they walk in the say, so you see that this is a big man. Yeah, he's a crown promoting. CEO. The minister of petty petty affairs. Minister. Minister. CEO. Talo. Talo Ghana. Chairman, GMPC. Mr. President, Minister, Minister, for Works and Housing. First Lady. Ah, Chairman of Oklahoma, the house. Watch this. These are all crowns. Crowns of promotion. But it says, it all belongs to you. For thou are worthy to receive God. For thou, they cast their crown, right? They cast their crown. And their friend, for they cast their crown. For thou are worthy all of to receive all the glory. The glory of their promotion. The honor, the so called honor, the Mr. Honorables. Your Excellency. And power. It belongs to you. So God said, I'm not giving to anybody like I gave to the devil again. So right now, when they come before me, they, in worship, what happens? Is that in worship, they bow down and cast their crowns. They cast their crowns of promotion. So when you come before God, you are nothing. They cast all their MTN crown, the CEO crown, the honourable crown, your Excellency crown. They bow down, and when they cast it before God, God now take it back from them. God, they cast it to God, and God takes it. Now, as they rise up, rise up. As they rise up. God then give back the crown to them, Because now you are no longer a possessor of anything. You are a steward of all things. There's nothing you have that you are not giving to God. So in the place of worship, you cast down your promotion. You cast down your crown, your honor. You let it go yourself. Because you say, God, I am what I am by the grace of God. I reach reached what I reach because of your grace and your mercy. And before your throne, I cast the crown. So that some lift up their hands. And lift up their hands and sing a song like casting crown. Casting crown. Lifting Come on, lift up your hands right now. And power is all we've come to do. Casting crowns. Casting crown. Can you lift up your hands? We're just worshiping right now. And lift it. Lift up your hands and worship Him now. Cast every crown, every promotion, every club, every marriage, everything. You are just a steward; it doesn't belong to you. Lift up your hands. you worship God.